0: Let
1: Of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Have you ever noticed what a lot of lowing there is in the Christmas story as traditionally told and sung? Lo, they saw a star in the east. Lo, as the voice of salutation came to me, the baby moved within me. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. Lo, within a manger lies. Lo, we saw a wondrous sight. All through this Christmas story, lo here, lo there. Why, apparently, even the cattle were lowing. But that little word, "low," with its big exclamation mark, writ large, gives us a wonderful clue, a useful signpost as to how we should deal with the story. The meaning of that little two-letter word, "low" is that it means to stop and pay attention. It means to be filled with wonder and surprise. To call attention to. And I suppose that's what this service is about. In the throes of the Christmas bustle and hustle, in the madness that it can become so that we become distracted in every sense, distracted in the way of missing the point, distracted in the sense of losing the place, not keeping a handle on it all, what it means, why we do it, where it takes us. In either sense or in both, it's easy to become distracted. So here, this morning, we get the chance, offered to all, but taken up only by some, to get on message, to have our attention called low. Stop, look, listen. Lo, the star came to rest over the place where the baby lay. So stop here and think about how wise men were willing to learn that some significant truths are found in strange places. Lo, there were shepherds abiding in the field who were willing to leave their routine and their responsibilities and take time out, in order to find something profound, to encounter something so special that it was worth leaving aside for a time things that usually seemed so important. But in the light of this moment, were not nearly as important as being absolutely determined not to miss out on the very hinge of history. The moment. And we have the opportunity this morning to let our attention to be called, to be stopped in our tracks, whatever else is going on. This moment of potential, candles flicker, lovely music stirs our hearts, familiar words ring around our soul, and we are gripped by possibility and captured by truth. But that other element in the etymology of the intriguing little word, lo, that is used, to express wonder and surprise. And lo, the star stopped above the place where the baby lay, would you believe it? What about that then? How extraordinary! How much more perfect could that be as an introduction to this morning's worship? what it says, what it means, what it dares us to believe, wonder or surprise, either will do. And in a real sense, if we don't feel either wonder or surprise on this holy day, then something is dead in us, or at least comatose. For what is being offered to us in this Christmas miracle, as we think about it, and once we answer that, if our socks are not knocked off by the wonder and surprise of this truth declared, this good news announced by angels and shepherds and centuries of great songs, then we've tragically missed out on the moment. For let's be realistic, as we touched on earlier, you would, you would really never have thought of doing it this way, would you? if you wanted to show the world how much you loved it, if you wanted men and women to understand what God's heart was like, if you wanted to put right the things that were so wrong, coming in the weakness and anonymity and vulnerability of a child born in a nowhere town to a disgraced and displaced woman, a child surrounded by danger and death, Whose arrival is noticed by a handful of people, you would not go about the salvation of the world in that high risk way. That total identification of the divine with weakness and fragility and vulnerability. What if the child dies at the hands of King Herod? What if he grows up and goes in a different direction? And embraces power and wealth. Compromises on love. What if he decides to take the way of legalistic false piety. Rather than the risky way of grace and forgiveness and service. What if they don't like him? What if no one really gets it? No one really understands? What if no one follows him? What if... They kill him. Wonder and surprise plenty, And the hymn writers say it and we sing it and if we don't find ourselves surprised and wondering then we've missed some shocking steps along the way. There is no sense in which this Christmas miracle is not mind-boggling in its implications. God with us the Prince of Heaven lying in a manger, the world blissfully ignorant that the light of the world has come. He comes to his own people and they don't receive him. The very fabric of the universe is shaken and shattered by this eruption of the divine into our crummy little world. And this morning we are invited to see that, lo, Lo, within a manger lies he who built the starry skies. Of course you don't have to play around with the sound and meaning of low for very long before you bump against another sense a not dissimilar word lowly, lowly which is written into the story and you find it everywhere infant holy, infant lowly stood a lowly cattle shed Love and watch the lowly maiden. Lowly shepherds came. And so on. And again, the imagery is challenging and perplexing. The shocking notion of the humility of the Son of God is written through the Christmas story like lettering in Blackpool Rock. You can't escape the reality of it. The contrast it offers to all the accepted notions of where truth and greatness are found. The thing about palaces and princes is that there's no accessibility, there's no approachability for ordinary folk. No way shepherds would find their way to the palace to salute the prince. Yet here is Christ for every man and every woman. No barriers in the way, no gatekeepers, no one disqualified. So that means it includes us that call. And there's no place in this sacred story, this holy morning for the swaggering arrogance that refuses to bend the knee and bring our gifts to the manger. If we want to be in the story, we need to kneel with those who kneel. The town of Bethlehem is a bit bit run down these days. It's a terrible disappointment. It's dirty, it's seedy, it's needy, and it's greedy. Hawkers all around Nativity Square opportunities to rip off religious tourists. But here's the thing. If you want to go to the church of the Nativity, the place where the baby was born, they say, there's only one way to get in. You have to bow low. You have to make your way down through a little low door. So no one swaggers in there. No one marches in there and says, see how big I am. See how important I am. There's only one way in, and that is bending low. A vivid reminder of how this Christmas event is a great leveller. There are kings and shepherds bound together in one common experience. There is no stable, especially for the platinum card holders, and another for the dregs and the common types. There's only one way in to the moment on your knees. On your knees. So, shall we go there? Let's pray. Lord you know everything about us and where we're hurting and where we're needing and where we need to be humble. You know everything about us and that's why you came to walk with us and live in our heart and change our life. Give us the grace and the wisdom to come down off our big high horses and welcome our Saviour and kneel at his cradle and bring our heart the only gift he really wants. This is our prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Some big breaths required for our next hymn. Ding-dong merrily and high, in heaven the bells are ringing. Our next hymn printed on the order of service.
0: All merrily and high in heaven, the bells are ringing. Ding dong merrily the sky is everything. Song please
1: please be seated
0: take that unfinished gloria with you as you as you make your way home.